Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Alpha Theta Flow podcast. This is Flow 704 and today I'm going to talk about neural health and what I really mean when I um, refer to neural health. So within Functional Fitness Australia, one of the, um, I suppose, constraints or conditions that I um, consider when programming is how is this going to challenge the person, the individual, um, to be able to have to control their awareness, their their neural health, uh, or their nervous system, their access to it throughout a workout. And so part of that is definitely the way that I program. The other part of it is absolutely the way that I coach um, and the communication that I have with clients. And that's where understanding the codependent patterns means that telling people how to address it, what weight they should do, um, pushing them through a workout sounds like this, you're being a great coach, but what you're really doing is building this codependency that this person needs you, right? So you're actually not necessarily helping this person become empowered at all because you're disempowering them to re- require your input continually. And so even though it's it's a big gray area, it's quite a, a broad sort of conversation, but when we look at neural health and we understand the autonomic nervous system, we start to realize that different stimuluses within a workout um, is going to require you to behave differently to get the most out of it. And so that might be going from different heavier lifts to more um, longer form cyclical kind of conditioning to some degree to be able to switch back and um, rest and how you choose to breathe and think within that rest period to recover to go again. All of these things help this individual to develop their, a healthy access to their nervous system based upon what's required of them outside of the gym. This is actually functional health. This is now functional, functional fitness um, and, and functional movement. Because there is, there is a difference between functional exercise and functional movement. Um, a squat is a functional exercise, but a lot of people can do it dysfunctionally, which means they're not moving functionally, but they're doing what's called a functional exercise. Another easy example is running. A lot of people hill strike when they run, and running is a functional exercise because it's one of the ways that we function as a species. And so if they're hill striking, you, when your heel or if you're landing flat is hitting the ground, the difficulty is that, that's actually how you stop. That's how you slow down. That's how you break. If you were to run barefoot on um, grass or, or similar, and then you wanted to slow down, you would actually put your foot in front of you, right? Yet when we want to run and move forward, we lean forward and our legs drive us forward, which means we're pushing off. We're pushing forward. Our ball of our foot is effectively striking the ground. This is very important because people can train and do a functional exercise dysfunctionally and then that's going to cause dysfunctional issues within the way they function in general. And then they don't even have a clue where they are in their, in space. And so you see this person with like their toes pointed out just as they stand, but they feel like they're pointing straight. Their, their actual spatial awareness can be referred to as quite poor. And so what we have a chance as coaches is to make sure that our programming, that our our education and our offers, our invitations when we are coaching uh, and how we communicate to every single client based upon where they're at, what type of personality structures they have, based upon how much they lean into external authority or internal authority and really what it is that they want to get out of training on that day and training in general rather than simply just exercising for the sake of calling it fitness and just smashing people through workouts. They're sweating, they're burning calories, they're just moving external objects as if that's the goal, as if the goal here is to to, to, to move something you know that weighs a particular weight 
from point A to point B, and that means that they're getting better. It doesn't mean they're moving better. It doesn't mean they know how to match tension to task. It doesn't mean they know how to breathe. None of this stuff is actually empowering them to actually be in their body and function efficiently, effectively, and back themselves outside of the facility. This is where, when we come from an angle of neural health, we're looking at the whole person. We're looking at how the way that they think and how the way they breathe, how the way they move impacts their ability to respond to any given stimulus, which is actually what's going to happen outside of the gym. It doesn't mean that we need to smash people through workouts. It doesn't mean that you need to hit the highest number or continually hit PBs because there is an end. There is an end to that. It doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue what's possible for you either. It doesn't mean you shouldn't barbell back squat either. What I'm suggesting is that when we can shift our focus away from simply moving heavy objects outside of us to having control of our neural health and the way that we respond to any given stimulus, be it a conversation or be it a big boulder that we have to move, that a big part of our training for functional health and functional fitness is actually about being in control and and being able to control our body based upon knowing how to create tension based upon the task at hand. And that's both in conversations and how we may respond and also with physical tasks. When I teach coaches about um, exercise selection, I, I draw, a, draw a triangle on the whiteboard and I put um, a, a word in each corner. And this is called the focus triangle. And so the focus triangle is what are you getting this client to focus on for this particular exercise or this particular workout? Now, a lot of the time to clarify, that's actually the client's job to go, what is it you want to work on? Have a think about what you're going to do that's going to stretch you within this workout and adjust as necessary, right? Yet, when we look at this focus triangle, on one corner, and it doesn't matter too much which corner because it's not about overvaluing necessarily for this example. So we look at one corner saying um, task, it's task focus, right? Another corner says range for range focus. And the other one is state for state focus. Now, the interesting thing around this is that with this triangle, it's you're never just doing one because your range is dictating the task and it's dictating the state if you have that as your focus. If your task is a focus, you're just going to dictate your state and it's going to dictate your range. And if your state is a focus, that'll dictate the task and that'll dictate the range. And so what's really important and powerful with this is going, what is it I'm trying to get this person to focus on? Because outside of this facility, yes, we want to be able to control and, and have a healthy access to being um, the biggest influence on our own personal state. But you're on a farm, you need to move something. The task is that haystack needs to go from there to there. It doesn't fucking matter how you move it, move it. And so that's where the focus shifts from going, okay, what tension is required in my body to like, let's just fucking move this haystack before the rain comes, otherwise we won't be able to move it and the cows won't get fed. If the cows don't get fed, then we start to get more deaths and we so on and so on and so forth. We start to see that it's not about going, this is the one way you have to do this. It's about going, what is the actual situation at hand and what is the best thing required for providing the the best solution and the best part of me for that solution for the situation at hand. If you look at making sure that you, you are training nice full range of movement, although what's challenging with this is that if you're in a range of movement and you're in a particular range where you don't breathe so well, you, you don't own that range of movement. And so breathing becomes a big part of state, but... Training through full range is extremely important. It's extremely healthy for the joints and for the muscles to learn how to be able to lift and move at lengthened positions. 
And so with that in mind, it means that when we focus on just range, we may lose a person's attention to detail with how they breathe and their state and how they address particular situations. But when we focus just on state and we let state, your ability to breathe and move, dictate the range, you may never get to your end range. That becomes an issue in itself as well. And so this triangle allows us and offers us an idea of going, what are we going to focus on today within the the set of exercises that we have or the set of practices? How am I going to address this workout in the same way I would think about how I'm going to address a job interview or address a conversation with my spouse, right? And also starting to think, what's going to happen? What am I going to do when I start to distract myself or I start to realize that I am getting distracted from what's most important? These are questions and, 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 and considerations that we can have when we're looking at exercise and, and, and really committing the best of us to any given situation in and outside of the gym rather than simply just blindly fucking exercising in a dysfunctional pattern without even any just any regard to how you're breathing you know how you actually set your intention for how you're going to move that day what you're actually focusing on what's going to stretch you and now this is a difference between exercising and training training is a continual path forward, a continual path of development. If someone's just exercising, they just want to burn calories. That's also okay, but that doesn't mean that you've got any progression programmed within that idea and that concept. And then you've got testing. Are you testing today? Are you getting as fast as you can on the roll for a kilometer? Is that what it is? We're going to test. Some people will try and test every single day. There's no training in that. And that's what such a crucial component of understanding what neural health is about and the difference between exercising, testing, and training. And on that note, team, I am done. Thank you very much for tuning in. If this podcast resonated with you, then it would mean the world to me if you would pass it on to someone else who you think would also resonate with it. Uh, if you haven't already, you can grab a copy of my book, Money Yourself, anywhere online that sells books or at alphathetaflow.com if you would like one personally signed by me. As I mentioned last podcast, I've got some new programs coming up for both trainers and coaches and athletes and high performers. So keep an eye out for that starting in April 2021. Uh, but that's it from me. I'm done. Uh, you know the deal. Big love, peace and pizza. I'll see you all soon.